Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Best Day Ever podcast. In case you didn't know, today's the best day ever. Yesterday's gone, and we're not guaranteed tomorrow, so that makes today literally the best day ever because it's the only day you've got. Today, we're back with a new episode, and we have a new guest. His name is Connor Gibson. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> you might also know him from his Instagram at banjo WCU. You may see him around campus playing the banjo. He's been spotted at some events at Westchester University. And today we're going to dive more into his story about being a banjo player, being a musician, and just learning more about Connor himself. You should hey, just, it's really you just. Nice to be interviewed again <laughs> yeah we did a little sneak peek on the um instagram but today we're really gonna dive deeper into the story and i was gonna say you should just get that like another strum it's just so beautiful i love it it's like so i don't know it just like makes me feel like i'm like back in the day but i never lived back in the day <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna get into the first question the first question is the story of how we met because it's always a miracle that two strangers get to meet in a single moment and Connor I want you to share your story from that your side from that experience I remember I was sitting against a tree uh playing a relatively new tune and she comes up and says hey do you want to do an interview with a little mic and I'm like you know what sure why not I don't yeah. remember much of the interview, but I do remember that I was just nervous the whole time. I'm still a little nervous right now, but um, yeah, it was really nice. Went back and told my roommate, hey, guess what? I just got interviewed. <laughs> that was the beginning, the beginning of the fame. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, basically, I remember I was leaving from a class or something, and I just see um, Connor sitting there and I never met him before but it was just such like a picturesque moment like he was under these trees that had grown out and it was like he was just sitting there playing the banjo first of all it's like fresh out of like COVID times it was only in that semester that we finally were able to like stop wearing masks so it was just so great to just see someone like out in nature like taking part in an activity that isn't like on their phone and just being like so connected with the world around them and I was just like this is so cool I'm gonna go enter into this moment right now and I'm gonna go make a new friend <laughs> so then yeah we did a little interview you can check it out on um, the Instagram best day ever uh, dot pod um, to see what that first moment was but that was awesome and um, yeah it was great and now here we are. And I really want to know more. Um, in the little interview that we had, you shared that you picked up the banjo as a quarantine hobby. I know everyone has a little quarantine hobby. So how did that happen for you? Well, there was, I always want to do something with music. I want to do something creative, something expressive. And my friend uh, a while ago had introduced me to Pete Seeger, who is a social activist and incredibly talented with the banjo. And he used that talent to spread his good messages to help people uh, overall, just in absolute legend of the United States, I would say. 
and a golden human being. So I decided, you know what, why not the banjo? Plus I'm into uh, songs from the American Civil War, things like that. So I decided to pick it up, just see what I could do. That's great. And um, have you played any instruments before choosing the banjo? This is the only instrument I've ever played. And um, what has been your experience like playing the banjo so far? It's certainly been interesting. At first, you know, my family just heard this coming from the basement all day. <laughs> you can only imagine what it was like to be there. Oh my um, goodness. But also I've had my fair share of complications in learning. Um, you know, learning how to attach strings is something I never thought would be so difficult. <laughs> and the banjo also does not care about the health and safety of whoever's using it. Oh. That right there and that right there. Yeah. Two spots of my blood. <gasps> oh my goodness. Is that just from strumming? No, that's um I slammed my hand into a little bit of sharp string from oh. the fifth peg. Just in general, like being a musician was something that you have learned just in this experience is being a musician, specifically choosing um, the banjo. What have you learned the most? Being a banjo player, especially I've learned research what you want to play. Uh, my first tune book I got had some really questionable looking songs and a lot of old time, the genre I play, a lot of it is from, uh, it goes back to 1650s to uh, the, I'd say 1930s, 40s. Most often it's about the 1800s to the 1930s and 40s. But being that it was the 1800s, you really have to look at some songs, especially from the minstrel era. Uh, blackface minstrelsy was a type of show designed to belittle and dehumanize Black people. And a key instrument in that type of entertainment was the banjo. So there are a lot of songs written for the banjo that you really have to look at and see who wrote it, why did they write it, when was it written, what are the lyrics, you know, you have to mm -hmm. look into everything and make sure that you're not playing something terrible yeah because you know the song that the ice cream truck players right um that is a song with a rather racist title from i think the 1840s and it is about a certain caricature that they would use in the minstrel shows um Again, I'd rather not mention yeah. specifics. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I that agree. Song is also played at uh, firework displays. Yeah. And we sing songs like Oh Susanna to our kids, which that song also has the same origins as well. 
as a minstrel tune and you really start to see how much of this is still embedded in American culture, like Buffalo Gals Won't You Come Out Tonight. That is another one of those minstrel songs. Yeah. But also, I've learned that the folk process is extremely important. Now, I disregard minstrel tunes whenever I'm thinking of something to play because, you know, I'm not doing that. But also, I look at songs such as um, East Virginia, which I'll play later. And I say, I really like this tune. And so let's look at the lyrics. So this is a song, now some music, you just won't be able to find anything about, partially because uh, there's just one guy who made it up, he taught it to someone else and then he died. Or because you'll have to go through old court documents in North Carolina that you can barely even read to actually get the story like with um, Tom Dooley. But this one I'm gonna play is called East Virginia. I don't okay. know much of the story, but I changed the lyrics a lot since I actually looked at the original. Um, but I really like this one, especially with the banjo tuned down to step. It has a really nice feel to it. Let's hear it. I just hope that I can sing. I was born in Middle East Virginia. That's a really that fun was awesome. Play. Whoa. Thank you. 
I don't know if the lyrics You're were so talented. That is great. Like just like just for me, I'm just like, how do people sing and then like also play like a, an instrument like so intricately in so many details? You're like strumming and like wow, that well, is awesome. The secret actually lies in the joke. How do you tell if a stage is level? You banjo players drooling out of both corners of his mouth. <laughs> like you just don't think, you just go sort of like you saw I was like swaying and all that. Yeah. And like looking weird in my face. Like you just stop thinking and it <laughs> you works. Just do it. You don't think so. Yeah, honestly, just like don't spend so much time thinking about how, but like just get into the doing it. Like just make it happen. And then you learn along the way. That is so cool. So what are some of your goals this upcoming year? I'd say personal, uh, survive this semester. <laughs> well, more than survive, just get it done really well. Um, for banjo, I want to do more research into the later years of the banjo in the era of uh, Roscoe Holcomb, like 1920s and 30s, uh, Flatt and Scruggs around 1940s and 50s, and Pete Seeger from about the 50s, I would say, to 2013 when he unfortunately died. But even though a lot of the history is very depressing, especially the early history, I believe that there's still a lot of room for happiness in it, a lot of room for healing, and a lot of room for fun. Like, I remember one night I was sitting outside, it was this whole event, and I was playing, people were drumming on cases, you know, hitting their legs, and people just started getting up and dancing. It was incredible. Wow. I feel like there's something about like the banjo that is so compelling. It just like makes you want to like get up and dance. You just yeah. really get into the rhythm of it. <laughs> That's and, um, great. I also want to just get better at playing in general. And I also want to encourage more people to take up music, not even just the banjo, but like, if you do think that music might be for you, even if you have no musical talent right now, just pick something up and go for it. That is all I can say. And don't quit either. Like that is how I got to where I am today in just over two years. So cool. There were times when I felt that, you know, it was gonna be impossible. I was never gonna learn this fretboard. You know, I just played it in the wrong tuning anyway. So I just proved my point. But jokes aside, I felt like I was never gonna learn the fretboard. I was never gonna learn how to hit the right note. Um, you know, I was never gonna be able to sing and play at the same time. Like doing this while remembering the lyrics and doing them in time with the band, you're crazy, I can't do that. But things are gonna seem impossible. Then you're gonna win a small battle and then that's not impossible anymore. But the next thing, oh, that's impossible. 
until it's not. So I haven't ever felt like quitting, but I have felt like, okay, maybe this is where the progress ends. That's a great thing that you've shared. And I know it's going to be really relatable to so many people. (laughs) And remember, my family heard this for five months. I'm yeah that's gonna be me I'm like actually serious I'm gonna try and pick up the guitar this year I think that's gonna be my 2023 thing go for it I think I'm gonna try all right well I think this wraps up the episode and I cannot wait to see what is up for this year and I hope that you make it through the semester just smoothly and um, we'll definitely be connected on the gram and if anybody else wants to stay connected with what is going on in connor gibson's life you can check out at w or at banjo wcu at b b a n j o w c u (laughs) on instagram (laughs) thank you once again of course all right guys thank you for tuning in hope you guys know you're loved you're chosen saves the best day ever Woo! <laughs>